new place was really great with no smoking allowed, better drinks, really expensive rooms, and an elevated clientele. Sure, they still got drunk and mad when they lost, but somehow people with money are still more fun to be around, whether sober or not, than the sweatshirt-wearing grandmas. One night, Jill, the experienced dealer I knew, sat at my table to play some hands. She was the only one there, so we were able to chat casually as she gambled. To my surprise, she told me that she wasn't dealing anymore and was retired three weeks per month and only worked the last week of every month. I was really puzzled, so she told me everything. She said that after dealing for six years, she had a woman play her table and lose more in an hour than she made all month, and she wasn't even upset. The woman was a super high-class hooker, or companion, as she preferred. She taught Jill all about it over the next 90 days, and Jill quit and hasn't dealt or worked before 6 p.m. ever since. I was really intrigued. Did I really want to up the ante this far? Jill said I'd do great, but it's not up to her but me, although she'd love to have a partner to sometimes work with and knew I could make tons of cash. So I upped the ante, and Jill started her lessons. The first month was just visiting strip bars and swingers bars and learning all about the people and spotting a panicker, a convention guy who'll take you all the way up to his room and then panic or guilt out before removing one stitch of clothing, yours or his, or an angry sex guy who often took out his disappointment with life, gambling, etc. in his fucking not very fun and lousy tippers. It was really funny because the second month, while I was still dealing, I was given an assignment of porn to watch from a big list. So every afternoon, I was watching all the threesomes, anal, blowjobs, etc. that I'd ever imagined, and dozens I never really had. I hadn't even touched a guy or gal in all my training, but suddenly Jill said I was ready. I wore a sleek black dress and heels, and we went to the hotel bar, the nicest new hotel on the south end of the Strip. Jill said there was less competition down there because the girls had to take a cab and the cheap ones wouldn't. I started chatting to a baldish 50-year-old guy who seemed sad but focused. He kept asking about my plans and dreams after Vegas and saying that I seemed too normal to be in this town. He said that it really fucks up normal people and that I really should go and get a fresh start. He would flirt but always came back to telling me how pretty I was and asking if I was really interested in some fun with him. I got up the courage and told him to take me up to his room, and I'd convince him how interested I was. We went up to his room, actually sweet, and I slipped into his bathroom to gain my composure and strip. A hint from Jill. You'll get better tips if you keep them wanting you as long as possible. So I slowly stripped down to my panties and black lace bra, showing off my beautiful cleavage. I went out, and this guy was still dressed and sitting on the edge of the bed. He motioned for me to come over and sit next to him. I went over and sat on the bed next to him, figuring he wanted me to undress him, so I started to pull at his belt. He said, no, just wait a bit. He wanted to hold me for a moment, and he leaned down and held his bald head against my breasts for what seemed like hours, but was probably just ten minutes. He didn't say anything, and just when I thought I had a whack job on my hands, 
he looked up at me with tears in his eyes and said, thank you. He then said that this town had almost destroyed him and his faith in humanity. It trashed his marriage and almost killed his business. He pulled out his handkerchief and wiped his eyes. He said that I should go out and start anew, that I was too classy and smart and talented and he could tell. He said that if I promise to leave then, he will give me what's in the closet, no questions asked, and he never wants to see me again, but to think of him and Vegas as a chance for new beginnings. I thought to myself, why not? Let's up the ante again. I got dressed. I walked over to the closet where he handed me a medium designer bag, like a carry-on, and then ushered me out of his room. He kissed me on the cheek and said, good luck, but to please never try to find or contact him. I love Las Vegas.